one of them. <laughs> and they would just say, well, you need to have more faith, son. Uh, I'm like, all I had faith for was a twin-engine prop <laughs> that one of the engines blew when I was in it. And we had to do emergency landing. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Victor Marks Show. We're just sitting here with our radio voice on. This is how I am all the time. All day. Not so. Hey, this is going to be fun. How's that for an opening? <laughs> I've, got, I've got the most funnest guest in the whole world. <laughs> We've just spent the last two days laughing our heads off. It's been That's awesome. That's true. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. I'm talking about Kevin and Steph Mason. Woohoo! Who are visiting us from the state of Ohio. Yes, sir. And uh, y'all came out yesterday, and it's been nonstop. Oh, we've had so much fun. It's I, been a blast. It absolutely has been. I mean, I literally, my, I don't think I've laughed this hard at our training center like in a day. Really? Yeah. I mean, you almost got killed by my dog well, last night. You think Is that's that funny? not funny? <laughs> it was Is funny. That, you were laughing? I I'm it laughing. was very funny. I, I couldn't even, I was laughing so hard, I couldn't remember the commands to get the dogs down. I... Yeah, exactly. And you didn't, you didn't tell us beforehand, hey, don't come out at dark when the these killer dogs are outside. Yeah. And you should have given me the backup But I left you in too. the house like, I'll be right back. And then y'all go out the side door and I hear, Rawr. I'm like, what? No, no. No, this can't be happening. And then as the dogs are pursuing, you grab me. Well, yes. You grab me like, help me. save me. I'm like, don't touch me. These dogs are going to, don't. And then I'm given the wrong command. Folks, it was a complete shot show. And I'll just tell you, God protected us. <laughs> Me? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> just To the point where George this morning was shocked that I'm still alive. Yeah. After I grabbed you to protect me. From your dogs. Yeah, it's not a good thing. He's like, no, never grab. Don't ever grab Victor. <laughs> don't grab. Don't. I mean, people don't approach me in a small room when one of my dogs is there because they're like, no, you're not. Um, but, yeah, you guys, first of all, this is how I met these folks. Y'all contacted me to be on your show. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they have a podcast show called Tell Me A. Tell Us a Good Story. Tell Us a Good Story. And uh, I had so much fun on that with y'all. Oh, it was one you. of our favorites. Oh, hands down. We had so much fun to where we were rapid firing with you. We wanted like 30 minutes. If we could get 30 minutes, we were like, this would be amazing. And we ended up talking for an hour. At least hour, an hour. Hour 20 with you. Yeah. And we still didn't get half our questions answered because we just kept going with all of your stories. We were having fun, but... I didn't know if you were just being nice or you were legitimately having fun with us. And so it was awesome when you invited us to come out here because uh, that was such a fun conversation for us. Well, now that you bring that up, there was miscommunication because I actually never invited you. Yeah. I was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. And then next thing you know, you're here. I don't know how that. No, I was like, 
Okay, these are my new BFFs, and let's get together. So I, you know, y'all coming out here, spending time, um, and then now we can do the show together. Yes. Mm-hmm. But how would you describe, because we'll circle back around, but since we're talking about stuff, how would you kind of describe to the audience what y'all just experienced? Oh, <laughs> it was unbelievable. It's it's to the point where, you know, you hear about what you do, Victor, with fighting with ISIS, with, you know, rescuing these children, and then you hear about, you know, guns and knives, and but, but when you're doing it, like, he just, you guys, he just let us do knife training, and he held, or he had George. Like, literally, we just, we yes, just, we just finished. finished. Yeah, yeah. And he held a pork loin from a bungee cord, and he gave us these knives just to simulate what it would be like to cut through human flesh. And that first cut I did, it almost like shocked me. Like, oh my gosh, like I, I could kill somebody. Yeah, your mouth dropped up. You were like this. Mm-hmm. Well, I was surprised too. I'm like, whoa, she just got aggressive real fast. <laughs> that was a big swing. Mm-hmm. But it cut, it cut right through it. It cut right through. And that, that's the point to show people. Blade training when I was it's like, if you let the blade do the work, it changes your whole perception of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay, it here's fantastic. Okay. So it was absolutely fantastic. Hands down, we've had a blast over the past day and a half. However, mm-hmm. I want to let you know something, sir. Mm-hmm. There were times during this training that it felt like it was Team Victor and Steph against. <laughs> Kevin here because it was <laughs> yeah no not so, yeah it absolutely I sided with the boss of the applesauce I I realized she is really like my bride so I'm gonna get on her good side but you would use me for a demonstration yeah. and I don't think you realize your strength you don't know your own strength you don't I know don't. how strong no. you are because uh-uh. you did Mm-mm. this speed test on me yeah. and you're like beating me up and I'm like okay that actually hurt that actually hurt. Okay. And then you're doing this knife thing, and it's like, and literally, I mean, I'm like, okay, that hurt as well. <laughs> Victor is beating me up in front of my wife, in front of you know this this class here, and, and thankfully, I don't think we were recording it at the time. But you we, you are strong. Did. We did record it. Kendall, I got it. play the clip what? so people can see what I'm talking about. Ten ninety. So. We'll, we'll he'll record edit it. it in. Mm-hmm. We'll record it. Yeah. So he, he'll, he'll edit it in because we have it. So I don't, was that, I don't, was I heavy handed or the blade? You, you I, just, I mean, see. to you, you're not heavy handed because you actually know how much harder you are in combat or in a fight. But when you're doing it, like just love tapping us, yes. we're like, oh. You, you love tap me across the face tap. yesterday. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, that actually hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, and then, we're you're showing us how to clear the house. All right, oh, yeah. All right. So you have me do it first. And you're like Kevin. Here's what you're gonna do. All right. You are gonna sprint across the room. Right. You're gonna distract your wife in here. She's in the corner. Yeah. Okay. And then you're as a bad person. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So I run across, and then you're like bang bang. You see how that works, Steph? Okay. Yes. All right, Kevin. Let's switch places. Okay. You be where Steph was. So I get in the corner of this room, Victor. You go out there, and you're whispering, and I thought you were whispering to her the same exact thing that you just whispered to me. Okay. And you're like, Kevin, hey, go ahead and just put your hands in your pocket, you know, like like you're distracted. I'm like, okay. So I put my hands in my pocket, Victor, 
I'm thinking you're telling my wife that she's going to run into the room and then you're going to be a nice guy. Oh, because it's bang. simulating if yes. you can draw on yes, us. Yes, if yes. you can draw fast enough. As we enter the room. But that's not what happened. It's not. No. <laughs> what happened? Okay. I don't remember. So you switch, you switch spots. Okay. So you run into the room, but you took so your shoes off. Spot. You yes. were the first spot. You took off your shoes and threw them at me like, like a Chinese this, star. Yeah, like a Chinese okay? oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm sitting there. I've got my hands in my pocket, and then your shoe goes past my head and drills the wall. Okay, that was pretty. Yeah, I, and it's, it's like great. bang, yeah. bang. I'm like, what? And then my wife's got her fingers out. Bang, bang. You're dead, fool. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. guys. Oh yeah, that this was, is this is not funny. Well, that was our concussion grenade, right? I mean, it's little knuckle up right there. It was pretty great. So <laughs> you were. It's literally you you're throwing great. shoes at me. You're giving me love taps across the face. Yep. You're welcome. And knife fighting. And knife fighting. Mm-hmm. And so... I love you, man. Oh, my gosh. I just want to get you the full experience. Can I give you a quick story? Yeah. This reminds me of when we had our first child, Emmy, who's now... She's going to turn 12 in September. When she was born, I was like, you know what, Steph? Got a daughter. I need to take a self-defense class. Oh, my. Okay? So let's oh my. do this. Here so we go. Found a Groupon. The accountant <laughs> finding a Groupon going to sell... This is a movie. <laughs> So I find this place in Columbus, Ohio, that uh, trained about Krav Maga. Okay, yeah. Krav okay. So good. I'm like, okay, this looks awesome. I'm going to do this. So I sign up for this introductory class, all right? They're going to give me a free T-shirt, and I'm going to get this introductory class for a very cheap amount. I'm yep. like, awesome. Yep. Whatever I learn here, I'm going to be able to teach my daughter someday, mm. all right? So I go into this class, Victor. Me and all these newbies, we're all rookies, we'll say 10, 12 People in this new class. Well, intro course, okay. Okay. So you have the instructor. He looks around the class. Who looks like the most athletic person in the room? Okay. Picks me out. Okay? Of course. He picks me out. So he uses me as the example for the entire class. Oh, my. But what he does is he starts beating me up in of front of the whole class. Of right? course. So he's like, okay, guys, this is how you're going to block a punch. Kevin, get on the floor. And he, like, mounts me, all right? And <laughs> that sounds awful. So in a non-sexual way, gets on top of me. Thank okay. you for clarifying. <laughs> in this day and age. <clears throat> gets on top of me. Okay, you're going to block these punches. And so I've got my arms up, and he's like, bam, bam. And it's like, ow, 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 ow. And then the whole, I mean, he's demonstrating how to kill a person in front of the whole class. And he uses me the entire time. You shouldn't mean get that good of shape. And I'm like, you got picked. Like, I paid for this. Sir, I paid for this? That's right. You literally are beating me up in front of the whole class. You're, yes. And uh, so... Yeah. It reminded me of that yesterday when you're basically beating me up in front of my wife. Well, and we used to tell our students as we were training them, you're paying good money for me to beat you up, so I'm going to give you extra. Well, I did put you in the blender. I mean, that part I remember with the speed hits. It was and, good. And uh, But you guys, y'all have kind of embraced this like full throttle because some people come up here, the altitude to get them, mm-hmm. uh, or they're like, oh, you know, I don't really want to be a ninja. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, uh, how about we just watch videos? <laughs> so, but you guys have like fully engaged everything physical. Uh, we we've had some incredible deep deep visits on things, and then spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean we prayed last night. Mm-hmm. That was intense. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, so what do you think some of your takeaways are from this time with us here? Oh my goodness. I feel like one of my takeaways is now I know that if someone comes at me, I'm going to be able to protect myself and my children, which is a very 
freeing feeling mm. and a ve- and I have more confidence because of it. It's kind of empowering, isn't it? Empowering. That's the word I wanted to use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say there's additional confidence, right? It's like, yeah. okay, now I know some things, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a little bit more dangerous yes. than I was before. Than I was before if something happens in public with my family, with the kids at the grocery store or in a parking garage. And also, I thought you've done a really good job of letting us know real life applicable things. This is what you should be aware of. Mm-hmm. Here are things you should be aware of, mm-hmm. like when you walk into a restaurant, when you're at a grocery store, when you're in line, when you're at the airport, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Constantly being aware of your surroundings. And yeah. so I, I've never th- really thought about that a whole lot, but it's one of these things where I, I won't be able to notice it. I mean, I'll, I'll notice it now. Right, mm-hmm. and that, that's our four A's. And folks, <laughs> the four A's that we're always kind of preaching about is uh, awareness, always being aware. Because if you're not, then you're behind the eight ball. And then assessing the situation, yelling, threats, whatever it is, you're – you're aware, then you assess it, then you're like, do I need to avoid this? Do I need to get me and my family out of this situation really quick? Or is it I have to take action? And if you do, it has to be appropriate. And when it's called for, hopefully very, very, very last resort, if it's violence, then it needs to be uh, fast and overpowering. So, yeah. That's another thing you did. You yelled at me yesterday. And you yell, you said you said some bad words to me. I did, and I, that did surprise me. I got a potty mouth. <laughs> you, and I just put it on. You know, I said this it's is like, wow. this is how thugs talk. <laughs> Which in the Christian community, people can get stunned by words, mm. right? Literally by words, just rah, you know. And again, uh, we're not one that sits and practices profanity, but uh, we do train people to kind of go, oh my gosh, because sometimes that's all it takes. For someone who can identify someone that, you know, chooses to not live this a certain way with their behaviors. But you guys, you've got, let's see, blade training, mm-hmm. uh, pistol training, mm-hmm. short rifle training. And can I just say something? Y'all can shoot. <gasps> <laughs> I'm that was fun. That was so stunned. fun. Stunned. And we started them out on uh, Airsoft. Mm-hmm. Professional grade Glocks, right? Yes. And then uh, when you learn the fundamentals of safety, carry, draw, engage, uh, changing mags, then we put you in the shoot house to let you put some of that in application, which changes everything up. Then we took you to the uh, big range, and then we started shooting live fire from 22s to 9 millimeter, and uh, iron sights, then red dots. Mm-hmm. And I was just shocked. This accountant can shoot. <laughs> he can. I literally thought he was, I was like, what? I was sandbagging uh, it. Yeah, I thought you were like sandbagging. Um, and then Mama Mia, you're just <laughs> getting after it. So, and you shot Eileen's pistol. I did. It yeah. was so much fun. Yeah. you you. It's a hot gun. Yeah. It's you, hot. You did well. You honored the weapon <laughs> and my bride. So, yeah, this is it. This has been... Great. Now, I want my audience to know about you guys. Okay. So how do you kind of give a summary of who you are, your background? Because folks are very special people to us in a short amount of time because God's hands on y'all. And, you know, social media or podcast, everybody thinks when they look at the couple, like you guys, beautiful, young kids, (laughs) 
life, everything's great. They, you know, Christians. And then there are a lot of people that are watching and be like, they don't know hardship. Mm. These beautiful, perfect Christian people. So far, this from the truth as far as the hardships. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit so my audience can get to know y'all. This is wild. <laughs> this is truly wild. Well, we've been married. It'll be 19 years mm-hmm. here in October. Steph, you can go ahead and rattle off the things that we've experienced in our marriage since we've since we've known each other. So I was electrocuted uh, and should have been killed instantly. By How? So I am a nurse, and we were doing... Uh, brain surgery, and just long story short, there's a piece of equipment that ended up electrocuting me uh, and uh, ended up frying my whole front and left part of my brain. The frontal lobes? Yep. So just like you, I had a bad TBI, traumatic brain injury, um, hallucinations, short-term memory loss, cognitive thinking issues. You know, earlier you were talking about how, you know, you know what you want to say, but you can't say it. So... I've struggled with that. Um, they talked about, you know, children were not in our future. Just, you mm. know, we're wanting you to survive and just be wow. healthy. Um, for four to six weeks post the electrical injury, you could look at my abdomen and it just quivered uh, from the amount of voltage that I received. And just every few months, new things would well, happen. Why, why was it Because the amount of voltage that was still in my body. Oh, my. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. How do you discharge that? It just... Honestly, by the grace of God, because whenever doctors would assess me, they there was like, well, there's no entry wound, there's no exit wound from the electrical current. They're like, basically, what you are telling us, you know, we just have to believe you, because usually we can follow the current, and we can't with you. So it's just in you. It was just in me. Whoa. So it's pretty crazy. So then dealt with that for a few years and. Uh, just long story short, God supernaturally healed me. I was pregnant with our first child with no cycle, hadn't had a cycle for four or five months, and Whoa. I was supernaturally pregnant. From the, mm-hmm. right. So supernaturally healed and pregnant with um, our first miracle child. And then after, you know, I delivered, I wanted to have more children because I was just so thankful. Mm. And long story short, I wasn't losing the baby weight. I was still lactating. I still didn't have a cycle. And they ended up diagnosing me with a brain tumor. And the brain tumor was so large, they could barely put a piece of paper between my optic nerve and the tumor. And they said, ma'am, if this tumor touches your optic nerve, you will be permanently blind. So it turned into, we just found this to, we are now having more of a urgent surgery. And um, again, I said, you know, I never called it my tumor because I always said, you know, Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and our words have power. So I always just said the tumor. I just talked about the tumor. Well, Eileen really believes like that. Oh, it's it's so powerful. Yeah. So, but Victor, I mean, being the spouse, Ugh. right? And and we'll, we'll get to it, right? But both of us have been the spouse of someone going through something traumatic. Yeah. And hands down, you'd rather be the person going through it than than the person on the sidelines watching. Fix it. Yeah. Especially fix as a man. It. So <clears throat> at this uh, point yeah. with, with the brain tumor, I mean, it's like we didn't sign up. Steph didn't sign up for this. Right. Right. And so before we went into brain surgery at High State Hospital, the doctors, the surgeons pulled me aside, Victor, and said, listen, we need to, Mr. Mason, tell you the risks involved with this brain surgery. The wife you know today, 
when she wakes up a couple hours from now, she may be completely different, different personality, different memory, may not know you, completely oh different my one. Goodness. So we just want to make you aware of that. And at that point, we had done everything in our power in the, in the natural to prepare to have a family. And so when doctors are telling us, hey, kids may just not be in the cards for y'all, that was tough, right? And so I remember I walked into the, the waiting room, and I went over in a corner and just had a moment with God. And I remember I was like, just like, God, I'm done. I, I'm done trying to solve these problems. I'm trying mm. to get my wife to the best brain surgeons, yeah. to the best hospitals, the best medical care. I can barely understand what they're telling me, the doctors and surgeons. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm done trying to help because it, it's like all this stuff I've done, who cares, right? God, I give my wife to you. Do what only you can do. Yeah. God, I pray that she wakes up. She still knows who I am. She still loves wow. me. And she's still awesome, personality and all that. And so I just had a piece about it. And then how long was the surgery? Eight hours? It was it was a while, yeah. wow. I remember. And I remember waking up and I was so fully convinced that I was going to be healed after that, that I was going to have a cycle. And I remember, I actually remember coming to and the surgeon's like, you know, we're done. You know, we got the tumor. And I'm like, did my cycle stop? And he's like, ma'am, we just had brain surgery. Oh, like, wow. or did my cycle start? He's wow. like, we just had brain surgery. And I'm like, okay, but it's going to happen. Cause I always just spoke life to my body. And we ended up going home four, five days later. Yeah. And four weeks later, I started my cycle for the first time in months, years, years, by, years. That, point, by yeah. that time it was years. And then two weeks later I was pregnant with our second little miracle no girl. way yeah. so it was just amazing so it's always fun to walk into those post brain surgery appointments with a belly and oh just showing gosh. what god can do oh victor i've been encouraged everyone it was pretty amazing well, what a I testimony mean, months where you only hear negative negative reports negative reports and so we're just believing god for healing and so to go in these appointments victor and to see the look on these professionals Face. World yeah. renowned surgeons. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That like, yo, this isn't normal. How how are you pregnant already? Like, this this is not normal. That was like, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was only only God. Mm -hmm. So of course we want more, right? Like we have these two amazing miracle babies. I'm healed. I feel great. So we're like, okay, baby number three. And I ended up talking my husband into taking us to Disney. So we had a four-year-old at that time, five-month-old. We were going to Disney. And the day before Disney happened, my husband looks at me, Victor. And he's like, babe, should I be concerned about this? And he turns his jaw and this mass pops from it. And the nursing brain knew exactly what it was. Whoa. But my Christian brain said, don't speak life to it. Don't speak life to what it is. So through, the, you know, having Elle, who's our second little miracle baby, you know, Kevin would always be sleeping. He would always be tired. It looked like he was gaining weight. And I'm like, what is your deal? Like, I'm the one getting up. What is going on right. with you? Well, we came back home, and he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, oh which is a, a type of blood cancer. And back then, what was I, 36 years old, mm -hmm. I think, at the time? Wow. It's the same diagnosis, Victor, that my grandmother passed away from when I was in middle school. Oh, my. And so... They called me at work and told me, hey, this is the diagnosis. I'm like, uh, are you sure you have it right? I'm, I'm in my mid-30s because with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a lot of times it's like older elderly right, patients. Right. Like, no, no, no. We need to schedule surgery. And now. Now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know what? Next week's Thanksgiving. We've got 
family coming in, into town. Like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like, if we could do it today, we would do it today. Like, talk to your wife. Wow. We're scheduling surgery for you next next week. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, my gosh. It was it was incredibly tough. Mm-hmm. And should I tell them about Pastor? Well, and it just it talked about fear that came over you, which that, is what the enemy wants. Of course. Right? He yeah. wants that fear. I left work, sent my boss an email, said, hey, I just got a bad doctor's report. I need to get out of here. Right. And so this is at maybe 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And we were meeting your parents for dinner at 6. So I had like two hours to just drive around. Like, I, I've got to kill time. Right. And oh, I'm, that's I'm d- a lot of time. I'm stunned. So I pulled the car over, and I start Googling what is non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Worst thing I could have done. Ugh. So you start reading about it, and it, this fear, Victor, just comes just over you. you. Yeah. comes over you. You've got two little kids at this point, which were miracle children. Mm-hmm. We just got through all this stuff with my wife. Mm-hmm. Right? And now we've got to deal with this. And so that Sunday I went to our church and I went up front, Pastor Gary yeah. could see, and I told him, I, I, I told him, hey, listen, this week I just got diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, cancer, and they're wanting to schedule surgery next week. And he didn't, he didn't flinch. Okay. So <clears throat> I was like, okay, maybe he didn't hear me. So I'm, I'm like, I was diagnosed, like really enunciating my right. words, reading my lips, like. That's not good, right? And he's like, I heard you the first time. Mm-hmm. He goes, here's the thing. I've seen too much. I know what God can do. Do you think I'm going to budge by a negative doctor's report? Wow. No, no, no. Here's what you're going to do. And he's like, the first thing is you got to prepare mentally for fear. Do not let Satan witness. A spirit of fear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be negativity, negative doctor's reports. You can't let that win. You cannot let that win. And then we put a plan together of we started anchoring ourselves to the word of God. Mm. And so that weekend we went in the Bible, we looked up a bunch of healing scriptures, Victor, and we, I put it on like a bunch of like nice images, went to uh, Walgreens or CVS and I printed the pictures off. So if you walked in our home, you would see a scripture on every appliance, every door, every mirror, everywhere. Right. Because when we're walking through, I'm going to read that scripture and I'm going to remind myself that by by his stripes I'm healed. Wow. Okay, I'm I'm going to get this in in my spirit, mm-hmm. the word of God, the healing, and I'm going to believe God for this healing. So, a few things we did was we we didn't tell a whole lot of people. Two reasons: one, I didn't want Steph to post this on Facebook or me yeah. to post on social yeah. media, and then all these people, acquaintances who are not believers, right. are going to be writing my obituary. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the oh, first yeah. thing. Yeah. The second thing, Victor, is. I don't want anybody to think that my wife might be single in a couple months. There you go. So the wolves, <laughs> wolves coming around. Right. Not a chance. Not happening. I'm living <laughs> to protect her. Trying to sign her up for the next True Man. You know, Bachelorette yeah. or something exactly. on TV. So, so we did that. We anchored ourselves to the word, mm-hmm. and then we also went to the point where okay, we're only going to worry about next steps. We're not. I'm not Googling right. anything. Right. I'm not, we're all, I'm only trusting God for the next step. So the word of God talks about how the word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Well, if I've got a lamp, I can't see that far with a lamp. I can only see what's in ahead of me. This is so good. <laughs> Listen to this folks. Cause some of you right now are going through very dark times mm-hmm. and they have done it. 
they're telling you what has worked for them and it will work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love this idea of the lamp. It's just right here. Mm-hmm. Don't try to look down the road. I'm only trusting God for the next step because what was happening, I, we would go to these appointments and these oncologists, these cancer specialists are telling me, here are the 10 things that could happen. And they're the 10 you know, worst things oh, yeah. possible, yeah. right? And it's like, okay, why am I worrying about number seven here when I'm just going to trust God for the next step? Yeah. And that's, I'm just going to go to the next appointment yeah. and we're going to pray and we're going to believe God for our healing. So, um, so we, I ended up having to have surgery, took out my lymph nodes and they, uh, they're like, listen, you're going to have to have 16, was it 16 weeks, mm-hmm. 16 weeks of chemotherapy, chemotherapy. They're like wow. talk to your employer and start pre- preparing now. Wow. I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, doc, what's the odds that this cancer is only in my jaw? He's like, listen, this is blood cancer. If you've got a golf ball in your jaw, it's going to be all through your body. I'm like, well, humor me. What are the odds? And the doc's like, less than 10% chance. I'm like, okay. Praying, praying for a miracle. So uh, it was before, before Christmas. We go to the appointment. Mm-hmm. We were believing for healing. Mm-hmm. But they're like, that's when we're going to start your chemotherapy. And got there and I'm like, you know what? Let's do some more tests. Did more tests. And got the results back that it was only in my jaw. Wow. And like Mr. Mason, uh, Merry Christmas. You just got a miracle. And so long story short, uh, I did have to do radiation. So I did like 13 treatments of radiation. Mm-hmm. They fried my throat. Um, I lost 37 pounds wow. in what? Few weeks. Five weeks. Is, is it because you just don't have an appetite? Well, they fried my throat. So... It everything burned through his esophagus, yeah. so yeah. he couldn't swallow. So everything now tastes terrible. So water tastes terrible. They said your your oh. taste buds could change, or you could lose your taste buds. Oh my! God. I was like, that's fine. If broccoli tastes like yeah, yeah. same thing as pizza, then great. But everything you put in your mouth tasted awful, and so I was losing this weight. Right? But even right. even staying hydrated and was it a decreased challenge. your saliva production, so you couldn't yeah. chew. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Had a like a nine day stay at the hospital. Got home, they're like, "You have to get some protein in you, or we're gonna put a feeding tube." So, I'm trying to make this short because this is a super long story. But I was so frustrated, couldn't sleep because I couldn't hardly swallow. Yeah. So, the night that we got home from the hospital after being there for days, I I couldn't sleep. So I walked downstairs and lost all these weight. Just getting through the day was tough. And I see these scriptures that I've plastered all over the refrigerator, our appliances, every wall. And so it's midnight, and I see the scripture on the wall that says, I will not die, but live. I love that scripture. And declare what the Lord has done. And Victor, I I actually whispered it. So I could barely talk, but I whispered it. And when I whispered it, it was like this jolt of energy went through my body. Yes. I was like, whoa. Okay. So I went over to another appliance. And I read the scripture and it was, by his stripes, I'm healed. Another jolt of energy. Wow. Like, okay. At that time, my senses were all jacked up. In the hospital, I mean, my, my sense of smell was like a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. Everybody who came in had a very distinct smell. I, the one time we walked in the grocery store to, to get a prescription, and I almost passed out because the, all Ooh. the food. Overwhelming? Yeah, it was overwhelming yeah. to me. So I was like, oh okay. My this jolt of energy, I feel like my body is now, I'm starting to actually 
see my healing, right? Yeah. I've been believing it. This Mark eleven twenty four. Yes, it's manifesting, right? Like Mark eleven twenty four says, when you pray, believe you receive it, and it's yours. So I've been believing it, but there's there's a time between when I pray and when it manifests, when it shows up, right? That whole time, yeah, yeah, I got to be believing for it. Yep. But at this time, I'm like, okay, I'm believing. I feel like my body is now it's manifesting. So let's test it. So I open the fridge and I stick stuck my head in there and took a big whiff. Right. And before that would have like knocked me out. Yeah. Right. It would yeah. have been just too much. I took a big smell. Normal. So I shut the doors. I was like, okay, let's do two out of three. Right. Okay. Let's make, make sure that wasn't fluke. Right. Open up again, put my head in, smelled normal, shut the door. And that was the moment where I, every day I was able to start eating something again. Oh. Every day I could taste yogurt. Now, next day I was able to taste chicken nuggets you, next Lord. day. And then my weight started coming back. Thank you. Lord. And so we have seen God move on our behalf. We've seen too much. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah, I like that. We, we went through all this. It's like, okay, a lot of this stuff would have taken us out as, as just a couple. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's it's trusting God just with the next step, right? Don't worry about the 10 steps down the road. I'm just trusting God for my next step. Mm-hmm. Is this what y'all would tell a person who's struggling with a challenge right now? And it could be a physical, it could be an emotional deal, it could be singleness, it could be divorce, widow, it just, all the way to cancer, whatever. Is this what you would tell them? Just, like, don't focus too far. Mm-hmm. Just... Next steps. Next steps. It's just next steps. And it, when he or I were, was getting frustrated, well, what about this? What about that? Like, no, 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 no. Just go next, steps. next steps. With anything, anything challenging. Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, even starting our podcast, writing a book, that turn, and then it turns into a national radio show. Like, if I would have thought of all that stuff ahead of time, like, too overwhelming. Like, right. it's too much. Right. Right. But through this, okay, the next step is sharing our story, writing a book. Right. The next step is, okay, let's start a podcast. Then the next step is it turns into a national radio show. Then the next step is we start talking to people like you. Right. But if I would have known that ahead of time, I, I would have done it. I would have done it. So Mm -hmm. true. And, and folks, there are a lot of you who have aspirations, uh, to do great and mighty things. I would say this first, make sure it's God who's placed it in your heart, not you, because you will get upside down really quick. Mm-hmm. You'll be taken out if it's just you wanting to do it. But if it's the Lord, just step by step. And the key to for miraculous things, I always, I like Peter, right? And the story of him walking on the water, mm. the Lord showed me it was never about the water for Peter. It wasn't about him walking on the water because he said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come to you. His prize was Jesus, not walking on the water. That was just a means to get to the Lord. And when we go through deep trials, it's the Lord. It's the only one that saves us. Mm -hmm. Even when we stumble, as he did, looking at the waves, He's like, oh my gosh, I'm walking on water. I just want to get next to the Lord. He sings and he says, Lord, save me. Yeah. Three words. And that's the prize. Mm-hmm. And I love how the scriptures, because isn't there a place where scriptures 
they go from being written word to a, like a living. Mm. And it's energy boosting. It's way different. And with us, it's like the word of God was like medicine to our body. But it, the scriptures say that it right? does. Mm-hmm. Yes. And literally, it was you said, What would you recommend? One, anchor yourself to the word, right? So, it, whatever you're going through, look up whether it's you're battling fear, whether it's a financial issue, health issue, look up some scriptures and get it inside of you, right? Repeat it throughout the day because when you wake up in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., and yeah. you've got fear on you, oh, yeah. guess what? Mm-hmm. I need to know the word of God. I need yeah. to have a, a couple scriptures I'm anchoring myself to. Otherwise, it's too late, right? Yeah. I, to get up, find my phone, get the Bible You're out. Or what, it. It's too late. You're in it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. too late. Well, and it talks, our pastor always talks about when you are in true faith, you know that you know that you know that you are healed, that your marriage will survive this, that you know your children will come back to God. You just have that much faith. And that's what we've also anchored ourselves in, you know, when we were wanting that first baby and I didn't have a cycle and, you know, I'm contacting the National Institute of Health and they're saying there's no help for me. But when we truly got in faith with this pregnancy, I knew that I knew that I knew that I was pregnant. You know, the negative tests, it didn't matter. I still believed I was pregnant. See, this is very interesting to me because, you know, my wife and I have been walking with the Lord Gosh, 36 years or something, three decades, almost four. And I've seen, like when we knew Christians, it it was two things. You get in the Word. Mm -hmm. You learn the Word. And then it was your faith in order to build your faith. Well, people don't really talk about that a lot lately, either one of those. There are many churches that they don't really talk about the Word. They don't teach the Word. And then they don't really focus on building your faith. And now there are some faith teachers out there that I don't agree with completely. Uh, but yet I've learned they've got some goodies. They've got like, yeah, they may, maybe they're too extreme on me, with me for some areas. Like, you know, five jets. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I need one of them. <laughs> and they would just say, well, you need to have more faith. So uh, I'm like, all I had faith for was a... Twin engine prop <laughs> that one of the engines blew when I was in it, and we had to do emergency landing. But uh, I, I, that's something I've been meditating on lately. Faith, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what y'all's story is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Anchoring self to the word, right, and then trusting God for the next step. Mm-hmm. That has been what has has it. We've seen that every time in every situation, from the brain tumor, the the electrocution. Brain surgery, uh, you know, the cancer diagnosis, miscarriage stuff, and, and then, then issues with our own children, health-wise, where we had to trust God mm-hmm. throughout the process. So that's kind of been the plan: is anchor yourself to the Word and trust God just for, for the next step. Wow. Well, I'll tell you, it's refreshing to hear, um, you know, hear the faithfulness of God and saints who've endured what I call the crisis of belief. Because you're definitely facing, when you're in those deep, it is a crisis of belief. Like, wow, is this really, oh, is this going to, you know. And you guys have done it. You know, I, I knew this about y'all. There was something very special about y'all. And I, I really believe y'all are on the precipice of a lot more ministry, reaching a lot more people, and and 
folks, when I say that, this is not something that people in ministry go, wow, yeah, woo. It's like, okay, Lord, if you're going to entrust that to uh-huh. us, it just means more responsibility. But y'all have such a powerful testimony from those personalities and your love for each other. Y'all are so fun to be around. <laughs> Thank and you. that's a powerful testimony of Thank just you. your love for one another. Uh, you know, Kevin's shooting, and he is he is grinding the still plates. Just <laughs> she's over like that's my man. That's my man. Watch and, this. And I'm like taking pictures. I'm like, wow. Uh, I I know. I'm like, this is awesome. And um, but now let's talk about y'all's radio show yes. or broadcast. How can people listen, watch, follow? Because y'all have some tremendous guests. Thank you. Yeah, you can go to Kevin kevinandsteph.com and that has every episode it's got video clips of us as well that's our website all of our social media is kevin steph mason okay and so that's twitter that's instagram that's facebook we're on apple podcast apps yes. spotify all of those apps anywhere where you listen to podcasts you can get it but yeah mm-hmm. kevinandsteph.com is is our website okay and um so it's a national, you said national radio show. Yes, mm-hmm. it's syndicated across eighteen different markets. Well, who, who, what, with who? I, I don't. I don't even know the radio stations. Okay, now, they just, right? they're we, blasting it out there. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's like AM FM twenty four seven, and then they've got all these radio stations that okay. they own, and they put it you know on Vegas on. Jacksonville on DC and so it, it goes there. So can we find that by going to y'all's website? Yes. If somebody's like, oh, I want to find out when they come on. Yes. Well, th- this is fantastic. And um what what do y'all most need like um with your podcast or radio show or like what's the next step for mm-hmm. y'all? What what is a need? I mean we're trusting God for the next step. We've got several ideas, mm-hmm. right? But just the funding of the assignment mm-hmm. um, to continue growing it. Sponsorships. Right? Sponsorships to continue mm-hmm. growing it. Um, and then we're always open to guests, yeah. right? So if there's a certain guest that would be a great fit for Tell Us Good Story. And we started this, by the way, I should mention, when when we were going through all this stuff, every day, Victor, in addition to the word, I wanted to hear something encouraging, inspiring, funny, right. to help me get through the day. Right. right? Mm-hmm. In, in addition to anchoring the word, right? Because just to help battle the fear. Yeah. And so with this, we started it to share a story to help other people are hurting. Yes. If they needed something positive, encouraging to help oh, them get totally, through the day. Totally. Mm-hmm. So that's why we started this. So okay. it ends up being our stories. Then it turned into to talking to other wow. people who had amazing stories like yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we interviewed you and which is an awesome, awesome, it is awesome episode. podcast. Okay, you guys. That was so fun. It was pretty cool. If folks have someone who think, Hey, this would be a good, person to talk to yep. go to kevin and stuff.com let us know mm-hmm. hey we know this person you need to talk to them awesome. right because we're looking for that but yeah um well and then yes we'll and see prayer. where god Just god takes this see where god wants us to be okay i love it well you're gonna get a lot of people praying for you you're gonna get a lot of new followers up from this because we have an army of prayer people and we're gonna share we're gonna share about y'all because again i really think Y'all on the precipice of what God wants to do too. Nothing has to change with y'all. He's just going to extend the tent pegs out. Mm. Like the Jabez prayer. Mm-hmm. and Because he knows y'all already. Mm-hmm. And and folks, I would definitely say follow them. Uh, I, 
on 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 any and all platforms. Uh, subscribe to their podcast uh, and pray for them. Mm. Yes, please. pray. It's uh, th- that makes the difference mm-hmm. in in all this because we have a very real enemy who hates us, but we know the word says. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of speaking of the church I attend uh, to the men. That's a really on fire church. I, I was so impressed with the pastor and his wife. Yes. Uh, I just thought, wow. So y'all are solid folks and come under uh, such great teaching. Now, before we wrap this up, I have two questions that I always ask our guests. First time guests, okay? Oh, okay. So um, here's the first one. Uh, now, y'all, you have a little bit of head start because I've been on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Actually, you've been here, mm-hmm. and you met Eileen, and uh, so. But here's the question: because people basically make decisions and based off of perceptions, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so, how would you explain who Eileen and I are or what we do? That's that you're here mm. in the flesh. How, how? What would you say? So I would say that you and Eileen, man, for lack of better words, warriors. I would say mm-hmm. that you guys are warriors, not only in the spirit, but also in helping children, helping women. Mm-hmm. And what you guys hear and see on social media is exactly who they are. They are loving, they are kind. But they, please don't mess with them because (laughs) they can't kill you. So that is how I would describe you guys. Amazing Mm -hmm. people, loving, kind, but don't mess with them. Thank you. I mean, I thought the same thing. Like, one, you're a train killer. Your wife is basically a sniper. She could take me out from 400 (laughs) yards. Your, Your dogs, your dogs can kill me as soon as I get on the parking lot, right? Like... I want you guys in our corner, right? If and we are. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. But I would say you help equip people. Mm. That's that's what I would say. Even how you share, hey, this is what you need to look for in yeah. public, yeah. right? Again, there's an enemy out there who is trying to steal, kill, and destroy. That's right. He will use any tactic, yeah. right? And so I feel like you help equip people. And so us, I've been blown away how much time you've given us, mm-hmm. quite honestly, over the last day, even just having conversations with us mm-hmm. about what you've seen, what you've done, answer our questions, um, just on, just like mentoring us on, yeah. on things, right? And you've been, like even what you just did, like, hey, listen, there's more coming. Here's what you need to be prepared mm-hmm. for, yeah. right? And so in everything, it's been you, Eileen, equipping mm-hmm. families um, with the challenges ahead. And I want to say that you're real. You're not fake people. No. Oh. You're real. Thank and you. that's Thank very you, rare, rare, I guess, you know, with all the social media. Like, people put on this facade, right. but who are you behind I, closed doors? Right. I would say, right. honestly, meeting you, you and Eileen are actually more impressive in person. Oh, than wow. Than social media. Absolutely. Like, hands down. Oh, my gosh. Like, mm-hmm. we look at you, and you're like, they're pretty B.A., uh, on social media, right. but meeting in person, even more impressive. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Just the heart. That's very kind. Because neither one of you have egos. Mm-hmm. You literally are here to help, which blew me away, which has been incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, that's encouraging to hear because th- there, there, there are many people who 
do put facades up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I probably would if I had more energy. <laughs> I just don't have the energy for image maintenance. I'm like, <laughs> no. Uh, at my station in life and what we've done, we it, we talked about it today of just, you, you don't try, you just you just be. Mm-hmm. Be who God made you. You understand your identity. And equipping is one of my passions uh, to help equip people for the work of the ministry because I'm an evangelist by my calling and that's looked different throughout the years from you know uh, little cells with kids who are locked up to stadiums preaching to international stuff to you know saving little kids from ISIS but then sharing the gospel with ISIS fighters it's been wild to military, to but equipping believers for the work of the ministry. And again, I think that's the season that my bride and I are coming into more than anything because we've accomplished above and beyond all that we could have ever asked. I mean, God, you know one of the things that I was concerned with, with giving my life to Christ? I thought it would be a boring life. <laughs> Wild ride. Yeah. And considering some of the pastors I'd looked at, I was like, "Oh Lord," and it's the it's the furthest thing from boring. Yeah. If you're like surrendered, completely surrendered, following Him. So thanks for the kind words, you guys. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that that means a lot. Last question: uh, Unless the rapture happens, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the and and there are people who are not okay with dying mm-hmm. uh, because they're fearful of they don't know and some of them should be fearful they need to know mm-hmm. right from our christian perspective uh, it's like when COVID hit everybody was i mean you saw fear manifest yes. mm-hmm. and control and the enemy used it to control everybody uh, i was like oh wow you including pastors yes you're just like whoa you are really so you're really fearful Inside, you're a really fearful guy, no matter what you say, because now here it is. So, but what happens to you two when you do die? Mm. If the rapture doesn't come or we're not called away, what ha- literally what's going to happen to you when you close your eyes for the last time or you? And why do you believe that? It's a heavy question. That is a heavy question. Well, my physical body yes. is going to be buried okay. in the ground. Yep. My spirit and soul is going to enter into heaven. Wow. That's my that's my belief. And um, I'm going to wake up. My eyes are going to open. I must see Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Right and there. it's going to be, he's just going to be hugging me and welcoming me into the kingdom. And my goal is if he says, well done, good mm. and faithful servant. And, can and you, then can you imagine just like former relatives, friends that are there, like rooting us on, like yeah, cheering us on. Right. You did like, it. Man, you did, you did it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I mean, y'all really believe this. Oh, oh yeah. But what, why, why, why do you believe it? Why not? Why not believe it? Because the other thought is, a, if you don't believe in heaven and hell, there's there's nothing else. Like yeah. we live this life and then we just get buried and then, you know, we're done. Yeah. 
I serve a God who wants more for us than that. I serve a God that wants to spend eternity with me and singing praises and just loving each other. That's the God I serve. But I also want to warn people who don't know him, the other side is spending eternity in hell and being beaten and tortured and just burning constantly and just eternity. And it's not worth it. So I wanna I wanna ask your listeners, if you're like, oh, I don't really believe in heaven and hell, why not? Mm. Just read read some books about people dying and going to hell and oh, living yeah. to tell about it. We yeah. had a couple, couple of guests. One went to hell and one went to heaven and they lived to tell about it. <laughs> and right. it is incredible yeah. and it's would just torment you to even have to think about it. So I, I am a nurse and I have heard stories of um, fellow nurses seeing people dying and screaming because right. they were being pulled into hell right. and they could smell the sulfur. They could yeah. smell, you know, these demonic forces literally pulling people to hell. And I just want to encourage you. It's not worth it. Like, that right there should make you want to seek to find the true answer. And this is not a psychological fluke. This is a documented by thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of people right. phenomena. Yes. Both for heaven and hell. Yes. Near death experiences. And, and uh, I mean, at one point you both were getting emotional, both mm-hmm. with the joy of the thought of heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's because that's it says it in the word, mm-hmm. right? That's where we... Yeah. That's where we get and draw from. Well, there's folks listening right now, you know, truck drivers, uh, politicians. There's lawyers. There's military guys. uh, Maybe even people in ministry who don't have that assurance, what I call the assurance of salvation. How can we help them make sure they know Christ and they have the hope of heaven? Call upon the name of the Lord, right? And you'll be saved, right? When when you're in a desperate situation, right? When you're on that your deathbed, right? You're not thinking, you're not thinking like, man, I wish I would work more. None of it. Who are you calling for? Yeah, Jesus, help me. Yeah, mm-hmm. help me. Yeah. Right? Forgive me of my sins. You're my Lord and Savior. Right. Right. And just call upon the name of the Lord, and uh, you'll be saved. And you'll be saved. Mm-hmm. It, it, folks, it's it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy mm-hmm. because your soul and your spirit's involved and you have a devil who hates you and wants to keep you from that. Mm-hmm. But a God who loves you and proved it by his son dying on the cross. And Kevin, I believe just like you, it's like, uh, and Steph, it's such a great question. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? It's What's co- the alternative? Yeah. Both here and eternity, mm-hmm. most people live like they're not going to die, mm-hmm. right? But but you can see the insecurity in them, no matter what they, no matter if they're famous, money, tough, and not it, none of it can remove the eternal insecurity that person has, even if they're devout, committed atheists. You still can sense how hard they're trying to prove there's not a God versus us who are like, we don't have to work to prove there's a God yeah. or a belief. This is it. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, yeah, I'm looking at two people who faced death mm -hmm. by, right. the, by medical standards, by the world standards, and you both have this peace about you, and that's what the world can't counterfeit mm -hmm. in, a, in a true sense. So if that's you listening, man, us three here and my bride, we urge y'all to call upon the name of the Lord so that you may be saved, so you can have that assurance of salvation, and let us know. Man, send us an email. Go to victormarks.com and shoot us an email and say, "I, you know what, I gave my life to Christ, or I came back to the Lord, and we'll send you. If you don't have a Bible, we'll send you a Bible, and uh, you know, we'll send you resources for free. <laughs> We're not just trying to get you to get you to give. God's provided for us, and we are able to bless others because of it. So we'd love to hear from you. Again, for my guest, go to the website would be the first best place, right? Mm -hmm. Kevinandsteph.com. And it's all one word. Yes. Uh, Steph is S-T-E-P-H. Okay. Kevin and Steph. On social media. Kevin Steph Mason. Yeah, just on any social medias. Subscribe to the podcast. Check their website for the radio stations in your area. Both of you, thanks for what you do. Thanks for your friendship and being here. And I look forward to uh, helping you guys in any way that we can. Oh, and thanks, will you have me back on your show? Uh, uh, yes. 100%. Okay. Tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> scheduling it. <laughs> We've got some stories to share. Always oh, so many stories From the to past share. day and a half. Uh, yeah. That's for sure. We'll start with the dogs. Totally oh, with the dogs. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for being here. We Thank love you, you Victor. Too. All right. Blessings on y'all. Hey, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, make sure you do it. Full throttle for the glory of God. Life's just a whole lot better like that. Till next time, we'll see you. Thanks for your prayers. We love y'all. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.